the JJC Podcast Experience in partnership with the Red Radio. Hey there, my name is C. Paul. Welcome to my show, Food for Thoughts. And today we're going to be talking about how Socrates and Plato's model of thinking still shake the rusty edges of existence, knowledge, and discovery today. Stay tuned for more. The JJC Podcast Experience. Bringing you the content, the stories, and the insights. We aspire to empower the voice of the unheard. So, in the 21st century, we live in a reality where knowledge is readily available um, at our fingertips and a person's intellect is based on based off of their ability to memorize to to memorize facts so let's just go back into time when 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 true intellect was not based off of memorization nowadays even when you want to pass school or anything your marks are based off how you can memorize facts but it wasn't like that it was it wasn't like that back in back in the early times of humanity. And nowadays when people get an education, they get that education because they want to use it to get money and a job and, you know, other things. So they don't really want the education in itself. They want the perks of the education. But back then, people who were educated weren't necessarily wealthy. They were like the scholars of their time. And they seeked knowledge just for the for for its true form they just they wanted knowledge not for the benefits of knowledge but to be able to understand the true nature of our existence they didn't really care about the wealth aspect of it and that's why they were the real founding fathers of the way we learn and actually seek knowledge so today i'm going to be talking about two of the founding fathers of of philosophy and arguably learning as a whole and firstly, I'm going to start off with Socrates. So, what? Who was Socrates? Socrates was he. He he was really he was one of the founding fathers of philosophy, and the way he believed that a person gains knowledge is by asking questions, ceaselessly asking questions. He believed that a person has to ask questions in order to realize their ignorance and realize their knowledge. So he would like he would ask questions every single day for years on end, you know? And in that way he became one of the wisest men to have ever lived, especially in his time, because he genuinely he sought knowledge and he asked questions. So to him wisdom was not knowing was not knowing a lot of facts. Or knowing how to doing some, or, or knowing how to do something. Wisdom to Socrates meant understanding the true nature of our existence, including the the limits to what we know. And he thought the only way we can find that out was through argument and asking questions. And this way of of seeking knowledge actually shapes the way we learn today, and it actually shaped the philosophers that that came after him. And I think in this respect. Um, I think our modern day education system, you know, in terms of the world as a whole, this is one of the shortcomings because students are taught in a parrot fashion where they must just memorize whatever the teachers teach them and regurgitate them. But this this type of learning doesn't really encourage thinking, you know, and asking questions because that's how real knowledge is attained. And sometimes if you want to make um, if you want to make advancements in whatever field, 
right? Let's say if you want to make advancements in medicine or you want to make advancements in technology, you, you, you're not going to really change that field if you just, you know, cramming, if you're just cramming the work at school and then that's it, you know? If you really want to make a difference, you need to ask questions about what you're learning. Go and research at home. Develop an interest. Read more about it. And the more you do that, the more you, you seek that knowledge, then naturally you're going to start coming up with new ideas, new, you know, new discoveries in whatever field you're in that way. And that's how people actually make discoveries and invent things. They don't do that by just learning you know, in a parrot fashion way. So in, in terms of our education system, I think that's where we can, we can learn from Socrates. And now, who is Plato? Plato was Socrates' student. So um, Socrates didn't really write down anything. So Plato took it upon himself to write down all of Socrates' teachings. And Plato, in his own right, was a brilliant, brilliant philosopher. And he came up with a theory called the allegory of the cave. So basically what the allegory of the cave is, is it's an analogy that talks about the the bondage of our the bondage of how humans perceive reality and perceive the world. So he talked about people that that were in chains. They were inside a cave and they were chained to this cave, to the wall of the cave, and they were facing this wall. And he said there was a lamp behind the wall. And when people would walk in front of the lamp, the shadow would be projected on the wall. And the people chained to the wall would see these shadows. And that's all they saw for the rest of their lives. So what, um, what Socrates goes on to say was that to these people, the shadow is their reality. Like they, they think it's, it's, it's reality. They, they don't know that what they're looking at is a mere reflection of the true reality. But they don't know any better because they've been changed to this world their whole lives. And then he talks about the person who leaves, who miraculously escapes from the bondage somehow one day, and he sees that, no, it's actually a, f- um, a fire behind the cave. And there's objects like people and objects on like walking in front of the fire, and that's the shadows. And he realizes this. But when he tells the people in the cave, they don't believe him because... To them, the shadows are still the reality, you know? You, you can't believe something you've never seen before. So, what Plato goes on to say is that a true philosopher, a true, you know, person who seeks knowledge is like the person who tries to, who escapes from those shackles and sees reality for the way it truly is. Now, I, sa- I know it sounds like I'm talking mumbo-jumbo right now, but I'm going somewhere with this. Just hold on. So, what Plato goes on to say is that the only way to see, to, to, to get to the truth of a matter, to seek knowledge is through reasoning. That you have to reason it out because, you know, like we, we can't escape away from the chains. We can't escape away from our human conditions because to Plato, the chains represented our senses. So you can't really escape our senses. We need, the way we gain, the way we gain a perception of of existence and nature is through our senses, through our eyes, through what we see, through what we hear, through what we taste. Use our senses to recognize reality. And we can't escape that. But we can use our reasoning, our thoughts, to get to the true existence of something. So what do I mean by this? 
A good example of what I mean is a triangle. We know that that if how do you identify that something is a triangle? First, you can see that it's got three sides. Then, okay, that's 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 one way of looking at it. But that's relying on the senses. If a person of reason will tell you that a triangle is a triangle because um, every all all three of their interior angles will equal to 180 degrees. Now that's reasoning. That's not using our senses to understand the triangle. It's using, like, it's using reason, and that's what Plato is about. Using reason to find out about our, our, our like nature and existence. And this is so profound because. I mean, there's no tri- there's no perfect triangle in the world. So, in actual fact, there's no triangle that all three interior angles will equal to exactly 180 degrees. But because of the reasoning behind it, we know it's to be true. So, reasoning over, over, um, there's there's a specific way you put it. But anyway, what you were saying was, we need to humans need to reason to find out the truth of who we are and. And our existence. He called it re- there you go. He called it reasoning over observation. So why am I saying this today? Well, when we learn, we, we, we have access to all the information in the world. Like at the like on our finger on our fingertips, you know, in, in terms of Google. But the thing is, if you really want to make inventions and discoveries in life and actually contribute to society, then you can't just rely on being spoon-fed to what everyone is just teaching you, you know? You need to think for yourself, reason for yourself, you know, question, you know, like these people Christians, because these people are some of the most intelligent people that ever lived. So if we really want to follow the example that they've set of living, firstly, it's very important to understand that we need to to question, you know, to question everything, not everything, I guess, but, you know, question, like, when, when, you, when someone teaches you something, learn about it, be hungry to learn, question what, they, what, what, what they're teaching you about, you know, and that's where you'll always be hungry for knowledge, and you'll be always be gaining knowledge, and you'll be surprised how much that can affect your life, just that way of living, and and also reasoning, because I fear that because you have all the information available at our fingertips, you have a generation of young people that are growing up that are lazy to to actually go out there and learn and think deeply about about what they're being taught, you know. And the the, the young person who, who, who learns to not only just Google, but to find out things for themselves, to learn for themselves, to think deeply, to discover new things, you know to try new things, you know, to reason, to question, all these things are going to take that person far in life. So, in conclusion, I'm going to say, I think the way we should learn should be in, should be in, in, in alignment with the way Socrates and Plato learned, and that is to value reasoning over observation, and to truly question what you know, just question everything, you know, be in, be inquisitive about life, you know, be hungry to know more. And I think as soon as young people begin to do that, then they'll be liberated in terms of their thinking and they're going to start contributing to society meaningfully. Thank you for listening to my podcast and 
make sure that you do listen to my other podcasts if you haven't. Have a great day. This podcast was brought to you by the Johannesburg Junior Council in partnership with Red Radio.